176th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recon Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me, as always, is Roger Entner. How are you doing, Roger? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. So, Roger, this week we're revisiting the 12 gigahertz band, and to do that, we have a great group to talk with about it. We're here with Jeff Blum, EVP of External and Government Affairs at DISH, Chip Pickering, CEO of Encompass, an Internet and Competitive Network Association, and former FCC Commissioner Michael O'Reilly. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Good afternoon. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's great to be with you. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, no, thank you for coming on. And we talked about 12 gigahertz a while ago, and there was some FCC decisions. And I thought it would be an awesome time to revisit it. And uh, who better to talk about this topic than the three of you? So what happened? <laughs> so Roger, thank you. Uh, this is Jeff. Good news and bad news. Bad news is we lost to Elon Musk. The FCC decided not to authorize high power mobility in the 12 gigahertz ban. The good news at the same time, the FCC voted on a rulemaking to consider high power fixed broadband in the 12 gigahertz ban. And we have put a lot of evidence in the record and hoping for near term action to authorize 500 megahertz of upper mid-band spectrum for two-way high-power fixed broadband to help close the digital divide. Terrific, because people love fixed wireless. You know, we, we run the largest telecom customer insights available, and both on consumer and on businesses, we find FWA to have some of the highest satisfaction scores. And and as you mentioned, you know, this will help close the digital divide. This is Chip Pickering. Let me just add, the timing could not be more critical or significant in that the historic levels of broadband funding through uh, BEAD, the broadband infrastructure funding that was passed and now is going to the states and will be awarded all during 24 and the first quarter of 25. If we can have major 500 megahertz fixed broadband spectrum come into the market at the same time the broadband funding, then we believe it truly will help close the digital divide, bring more competition, and really advance the American objective of connectivity for every American. Roger, let me let me jump on the Mike O'Reilly here. Chip's point is exactly right. It's, it's critical timing to move forward. We really do need more spectrum for fixed wireless. This is a great opportunity and an ideal band. I would have liked to have done mobility here, but I also think that the commission has narrowed it to be more focused, and, and that's something that can be helpful as well. So I think fixed wireless makes a heck of a lot of sense. I think the math and the science really proves that case, and we can really get this into the marketplace really quick. So we can have a technology-neutral offering you know, as, a, as fixed wireless providers and really bring a future for broadband to those that are unserved and those that might like an option. Yeah, and especially, you know, when you look at it, the cost of trenching a mile is like $100,000. Aerial, it can be, you know, $30,000 and up. And if you're especially at the edge of, like, edge out, like farms, $30,000 easy per mile, there are better ways to spend taxpayer money and actually use the right technology with it. And then 500 megahertz, this will give you so much capacity and so much speed. Exactly right. We could put up one tower, serve a community, a five-kilometer radius, 
with really high-speed internet and do it more quickly. I mean, certainly there's certain areas fiber makes sense, but many areas fixed wireless makes sense. And then certain areas where satellite broadband may make sense. Sort of as Commissioner O'Reilly said, you need sort of a tech neutral, all of the above approach to make that $42 billion last as much as possible. And that's where competition amongst technologies and right-sizing the right community for the technology is the way to go. Yeah, and Commissioner Riley was really one of the big advocates for technology agnosticism. Well, you're very kind to, to remember my days of something. You know, it's a principle that has been strongly held by policymakers at the FCC and in Congress. We're not in the best position, those in the government are not in the best position to pick the winners and losers on technology. They let the market decide. And as Jeff highlights appropriately, many cases, wireless is going to, you know, makes a lot more sense. And certainly, as you highlight, the cost point. So absolutely, fixed wireless is, a, is an exciting technology, and it needs additional avenues and spectrum for this purpose. So this is a great band that makes a lot of sense. It's been underutilized for so long that really we can repurpose without causing any harm. And Roger, I just want to add, what we're seeing in the marketplace is rapid adoption of fixed wireless. If you look at Verizon and T-Mobile and other fixed wireless providers, they are seeing tremendous success in penetration and consumer adoption. The technological advances in fixed wireless have really been phenomenal and truly remarkable over the last couple of years. So combine all of the advances from a technology point of view with what's happening in the marketplace, plus private investment and federal investment, this spectrum could create a huge advantage in capacity, competition, and deployment just at the right time. And so we're urging the FCC now to quickly close this proceeding and favorably rule on allowing two-way high-powered fixed wireless with the 500 megahertz. And, you know, Roger, one of the things that, you know, we've noted in our filings, the FCC lacks spectrum authority, which is embarrassing. They should get it back. And there's not any upper mid-band spectrum that's sort of teed up in the near term. I mean, we think supportive of the national, national spectrum strategy, but that's going to be several years of study and then auction. The only spectrum item that the FCC really could act upon in the next, you know, six to nine months, perhaps longer, is 12.2 to, to 12.7. And all they need to do is update 20-year-old rules for higher power two-way in order to do this. And one of the things, unlike mobility, is we are agreeing there will be no interference into the satellite services that exist today, including DISH. This is our primary satellite TV band. We don't want to interfere with our own customers. And so we believe it can be shared. It doesn't mean that the fixed wireless service can be deployed everywhere. There are going to be compromises. But that's the nature of sharing. We're willing to do that. We're willing to protect all the existing services and unleash fixed broadband to many communities throughout the United States. Yeah, and if you're entering the fixed wireless market, you can be an important check on the other providers. You mentioned Verizon and T-Mobile. You know, we see them continue to add like 400, 500,000 a quarter. They are even suppressing demand right now by raising prices. They came in very aggressively at $25, $35. We've seen them now successively increase it. AT&T entered the market as well, but a dish that's well known for a high quality service at a very competitive price, I think you could help with a check-in on the market. Yeah, Roger, thank you. I agree with that. I mean, we have satellite service throughout rural America. We have a national installation base. 
So the opportunity to plug in fixed broadband to those communities we think is attractive. We think it is positive from a competition standpoint, for sure, if the FCC does this. As you know, we're the number four mobile provider covering 246 million folks with our ORAN network, but fixed broadband, if the FCC does 12, is an area that we do want to enter and think we can compete. Yeah, Roger, I actually want to jump in there. If I could say, you absolutely need to expand the amount of spectrum that's available. And there really, it's Jeff's point, there really are not a lot of other bands that we could do in the near term. The good part about fixed wireless is it's not a competition necessarily between either fiber or wireless. The truth is you need fiber for make the wireless operational. That's a good thing. But you're talking, as you highlighted out, you know, edging out and certainly reaching parts of rural America and bringing a new competitor in certain er- certain markets. It's, that's a wonderful opportunity and something that should be applauded if we see what's happened in the marketplace really in the last couple of years on fixed wireless. So really beneficial. And this band makes all the sense in the world to put for that purpose. And especially with the question marks around ACP, right? It's still not clear if ACP will be renewed or not. I'm at least of the opinion that we need ACP and provide connectivity to all Americans, especially those who cannot afford it. It has become really, really important to have it. And, you know, this could be an also an important support for local income Americans. Yeah, Roger, that's a really good point. I mean, it's a shame that 25 million households may lose connectivity in the coming weeks or months. And we participate in the ACP program with Boost Mobile, and a lot of people can't afford anything else. And we're going to have to stop signing up new subscribers under ACP in early February, pursuant to you know an FCC order. So we hope that Congress funds it. But if they don't, there's going to be millions of households without connectivity. And that's where unleashing more spectrum and creating competition and doing fixed broadband could help. Yeah, without doubt. And I agree with you. I agree with Commissioner O'Reilly. And, and I'm sure Chip is also of the opinion we need more spectrum. And the spectrum strategy will take a lot, probably too long, right? And we need to close the gaps now. Yeah, well said, Roger. And Roger, one other thing, talking about needing more spectrum, the 500 in the lower 12 really begins to create an ecosystem for the next band just above 12.7 to 13.1. So you have a possibility of 1,000 megahertz of complementary spectrum and fixed and 5G and mobility, which could really help the U.S. lead the world. This is a critical component of overall broadband strategy for the country. Yeah, the chip's point, uh, the, the commission is you know, putting 12 and 13 together and looking at the you know, 10, 50 megahertz available. I see the sympathies to that point. There are some different arguments been raised to 13. I wouldn't want to slow down or not make a decision on 12 to wait on 13. So I think it's really important to move on 12 as soon as we can. Very much. I think it's great that we got fixed. I'm sure you guys will not stop working until we get mobile, right? But at least we want or about to win something, you know, if the FCC moves and hopefully moves quickly, then we can see another provider in the market. Agreed. Well, thank you, Roger, for having us. Yeah, thank you, Roger. The, the time is now. Exactly. And I hope the commission listens and moves post-haste. From your lips to God's ears. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. We really appreciate it. Thanks, everyone.